I'm Stefan Sittig, and welcome to American Theatre Artists Online, where we talk with leading contemporary figures in American theatre. If you've been enjoying the American Theatre Artists Online podcast, I urge you to consider donating to help the artists who produce the theatre that we all love so much. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Many performers, designers, directors, choreographers, stage crew, and theater administration staff are either without a job or in peril of losing their jobs. The Actors Fund provides assistance to artists to cover basic living expenses, such as food, essential medications, utilities, and more. If you love and enjoy theater, please consider donating to the Actors Fund today. Just go to actorsfund.org and press donate. My guest today is Matthew Gardner, the newly appointed artistic director of the Tony Award-winning Signature Theater. The Washington Post has called him one of the top young musical theater directors in the land. At Signature, Gardner has directed or choreographed over 25 productions, including revivals of classic and contemporary musicals, new works, and world premieres, and of course, many musicals by Stephen Sondheim, as part of Signature's special commitment to producing the great master's work. Over the past year, amid a global pandemic that has made live performance nearly impossible, Matthew has worked to ensure Signature continues to engage audiences with bold and exciting new online content, while also actively working to expand its reach. Matthew is the recipient of three Helen Hayes Awards for Outstanding Director of a Musical, and has been honored with over a dozen nominations. He holds a BFA in directing from Carnegie Mellon University, and is a member of the Stage Directors and Choreographers Society. Hi, Matthew. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much for being on American Theatre Artists Online. We're really happy that you were able to join us. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of it. Oh, absolutely. We love talking to all sorts of people in theatre, leading what we call leading contemporary figures in American theatre. And I think you more than qualify as the newly appointed artistic director of the Tony Award-winning Signature Theatre uh, in the Washington, D.C. area. We're so excited to have you here. And, you know, one of the things the Washington Post said about you was they called you one of the top young musical theater directors in the land. How about that? <laughs> I, uh, I, I will take, I will take the, the title. Of course, it sounds wonderful. It's great for them to say that. And I, I think it's well-deserved. And, um, you know, you've been at Signature. I, so for those listening in and don't know about Signature Theater, you'll tell us a bit about it. Um, but it's not like you just walked into Signature today, right? You have a history with Signature. So tell us a little bit about um, the history of Signature Theater and, and you know, your background with it. Yeah. So Signature Theater has been around for... Uh, over 30 years now, you know, it was founded uh, in Arlington County by Donna Migliaccio and Eric Schaefer. And they looked around and they saw a need for a professional theater here in in Virginia and in Arlington. And uh, they had a great love for musical theater and the advancement of musical theater. And therefore, Signature Theater was born. And, uh, you know, Signature started out in a converted um, bumper plating garage and it has since moved to uh, the neighborhood of Shirlington Village uh, and we've been in our new space uh, it seems ridiculous to call it new anymore but we've been in the, the current space for over 10 years and I have been involved with Signature for oh I mean 18 years now you know for a long time I started um, by assisting on shows in the garage space. Um, I started on the full-time staff when Signature was still in the garage mm -hmm. and in the process of moving into the new building. And uh, and I had, I had been the associate artistic director for 10 years. And as of a few months ago, I am now the artistic director. So exciting times. And uh, Signature has definitely been a huge part of my life as an artist. Um, in my, you know, in my artistic journey. 
Yeah, I mean, well, if it's been around for 30 years and you've been with it for 18, that's over half the time that it's been around. So you you certainly have a claim to fame there, at least to, to you've 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 witnessed a lot, you've been a part of a lot, uh, and um, it seems like you are ready and poised to take Signature into this new you know crazy era that we're living in. Let's talk a bit about. Um, this quarantine time or this pen, this horrible global pandemic that we're all in. And of course, of all the things that have happened, and it's been terrible for everyone, the theater community has really suffered um, a lot. And it's been a really difficult time to try to produce theater um, with a global pandemic going on. So um, what were some of the things that you have done? I know in the last just in the last year, uh, to mitigate some of that and to keep uh, Signature performing, so to speak, to keep it running. Uh, what are some of the things that you guys have had to um, to work on and put together? I don't want to say pivot. I'm trying to avoid the word. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, it has been an incredibly time, uh, trying time for our industry, uh, not just for Signature, but for the theater world and live performance as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, we, whoever... Uh, I mean, certainly not me. Whoever thought that uh, this would be a thing, you know, mm-hmm. that our livelihood would sort of be um, ruined for two years. Um, and so, you know, I think when when we initially shut our doors in March of uh, a year and a half ago, you know, we thought that um, we would be coming back that summer. You know, we thought we would be closed for a month two months at the most Mm -hmm. and we were you know we thought we would lose a show and at the time that seemed horrific and now it's laughable to me that we were thinking how horrible that was when in turn we lost multiple you know multiple months Mm -hmm. of time to be in our space pulling an audience together telling stories um for a live a live audience um and there was a moment in the summer, uh, Lord, what year is it right now? We're in 2021 so, now. We're in 2021. Halfway, more so, than halfway, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the, there was a moment that summer after everything shut down where it became very clear that Signature, you know, you said you want to move away from the word pivot, but that's <laughs> truly what we did. And right. we said, this is, we're not, we're not doing live performances in our spaces for a while. It became very clear that this pandemic, it it was going to take a while and it wasn't going to be until there were vaccines and and more um, confidence from ticket buyers to be coming back into a space. So uh, we very quickly moved to filming uh, theatrical productions and, you know, Signature had the means to do that and had the relationships to do that and the people on staff who had expertise to make that possible. And so uh, within a month, I had mapped out an entire film season, um, which is crazy. You know, it usually takes um, over a year to put forward like a season that we're going to present to our audiences. Mm -hmm. And in a month, I had sort of gone like, here are the projects that I have discussed with various rights holders and authors, and this is what I think that we can feasibly do um, in this moment when we're completely shut down and give to our audience and continue to connect with our audiences Mm -hmm. and at the same time build our audience. Well, I thought it was really interesting what Signature did and how quickly they did it. So um, kudos to all of you there. Um, and to your leadership, because um, a lot of the other theaters, and this isn't to put anyone down, some theaters did, some didn't. And, you know, like you said, depending on the resources, depending on the connections, depending on what you're able to do. But a lot of them turned to online uh, sort of readings or online on Zoom. And I thought that that's what would sign- Signature would do. But then I, I saw that what sig- you guys did, you guys did full-fledged productions, costume sets, um, music, everything. It was just like sitting in the audience, but it was filmed, right? I mean, these are full-blown productions. Yeah. Wow. And so what led to the decision to move to this kind of live work online versus the Zoom and the, and how did you, you know, what, what, you know, behind the scenes, give us a little, little behind the scenes on how you guys came to that decision and how did yeah. you make it happen so quickly? Sure. I mean, to me, it was, if this is not artistically something we can get behind, if we don't feel satisfied with the product, if we don't feel fulfilled, then it's not worth doing. You know, we can we can take the time, we can shut our doors and, and work on various uh, 
new plays and new musicals over Zoom, that's weird in and of itself. But we can do that. We can take the time to do that. Mm-hmm. And we did. Um, but I think we really felt in doing that, we were still disconnected from our audience, you know, and mm-hmm. disconnected in delivering something artistically fulfilling to our audiences. And for us, you know, there were there have been amazing projects that have been done over Zoom in the last two years, but uh, we just felt for us that it, we wanted people to feel like they were in our space. Um, and, you know, we have this um, uh, amazing relationship with Chiat Productions, which is run by Justin Chiat. Uh, the Chiat family has for many years been very involved with the DC theater scene. Um, and um, Justin has for years now been sort of putting together reels and filming our shows and helping us sort of um, put them out to the world for marketing needs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my brother, James, who Mm -hmm. is Signature's, you know, director of creative content is an amazing film editor and has, has experience working on film. So it just felt logical. Mm -hmm. Like, let us look at who, who is in our sphere who are the the people that we can lift up in this moment? What talents can we use? And let's let's um, let's build off of that. And so I definitely built off of the talents of Justin Chiat and James Gardner, and then the multiple artists that are in our you know signature family that I felt like we could feature in this moment and really um, sort of elevate. And and you know what's amazing about signature is signature without the audience, without the seats basically is a film studio you know it's a giant <laughs> open yeah. open box so remove this and here yeah. is this this vast world that we can play in and yeah. um i've always been interested in film and specifically sort of theater and musical theater on film and it just uh it never felt like we were um oh, oh like making a uh, a weird choice like it just mm-hmm. felt like this is clearly we have the means to do this and we've invested in this and we have the relationships to do it. So, uh, let's go for it. So, and, and so we did. So when you found out that, you know, you, when you made the decision to move online in this format, in this way of really doing, they're like filmed, filmed productions, yeah. full fledged full film productions. Um, did you then, so you said you then had to kind of change, right? What you were going to do for that season or did you do the shows you were yeah. going to do anyway? You had to change and shift to new artists. Yeah. To find, and I find it was interesting what I saw from the season. And, and this isn't, this is just something I know is having been a season subscriber, having been someone who's gone to a lot of uh, signature shows over the years, or the past 20 years, 30 years uh, myself, uh, I, it, it made the season really Unique. There was something about this season that's probably unlike any other season you guys have done before. Sure. Yeah. No. It was. You know. It. None of the shows that we had initially planned to do live ended up in that film season, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was just the when we started to plan it. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody was willing to give the rights to mm-hmm. film productions. Mm-hmm. You know. So it, it wasn't like we could film a production of a chorus line. It wasn't like we could do one of the like reimagine a hugely well-known title. It took a, it took a lot of um, me being on my hands and knees mm-hmm. begging people to let us do things. And, yeah. um, uh, and I think there's a degree to which the season is a bit of here are the things that we could get. And at the same time, I'm so proud of what in a month we came up with to put on film. And, and the relationships that that, um, that I sort of mind to make that possible, you know, mm-hmm. really, really digging into it with Stephen Sondheim and figuring out what in this moment we could do. And, mm-hmm. and uh, through conversations with him, it seemed very clear um, the concert that Signature created for our 25th anniversary, why not put that on film? I wanted to talk about explode it out and you know let's let's explode it out let's add more artists let's let's really turn it into something so uh, it was a very uh, exhausting month of my life trying to (laughs) trying to get the rights to things and and um, but I'm very proud of those five shows and I feel like it's a very cohesive season. Yeah, it's very. It makes for a very unique and interesting season, and for any theater. And I'm I wanted. I'm glad you brought up 
the Sondheim production that you did this past year, um, which was uh, Simply Sondheim, right? Um, yes. And uh, I saw the production of Simply Sondheim when you guys did it live, so I was really looking forward to it. And then it was like watching a whole new show because you guys had reimagined it in such an interesting way when I got to see it uh, on my TV screen at home. But it really did feel uh, very warm and very much like I was in an audience. And I was kept thinking, how did they do this? And I was the trick of trick of the way it was filmed or the, the editing or something, but it really felt very warm and approachable. And I guess you brought in Norm Lewis and Emily Skinner. Those are the two. And Emily Skinner was interviewed by this yeah. podcast not that long ago. And we talked about, you know, the Simply Sondheim really was, was that the first one out the gate that you did? Yeah, it was. It was, and it was. It was fascinating because it was a moment where we, you know, we filmed that in at some point in November. It was literally right after the uh, the election, mm-hmm. and it was a, so it was a very emotional time. Like I think we found out who our new president was the day we started filming, and here we are yeah. on set singing "Merrily We Roll Along," and it was <laughs> it was just a very emotional a very emotional couple of days, but it was also very fast mm. and we learned a lot on it. And we learned like, Hey, you know, that idea that we were going to film this, like each project in two or three days, that's not going to work. Mm. So let's adjust and let's like actually figure out a schedule that really works for the crew. It was a, it was, um, it was an exciting and very challenging, uh, couple of days as yeah. we filmed Project. And it was so nice that it was this a Sondheim project because Signature, for those listening in, so many people already know this, but some may not, that in the D.C. area and in the, the country, Signature is known as the preeminent um, theater, really, for producing Sondheim works. Um, you have a longstanding relationship with Stephen Sondheim as a theater and as a group, and um, you've premiered or done a lot of his shows should say, um, over the years, almost all of them, I can't think of one that you haven't done. Frogs? Have you done Frogs? I think you... Yeah, we haven't done... <laughs> there are two we haven't done, yeah. and it's Frogs, and we haven't done a full production of um, Anyone Can Whistle. Ah, there you go. But we've done a concert of it. Yes. So. Well, there you go. So, I mean, that's a pretty uh, amazing thing to be able to say. So tell me a bit about Sondheim. What do you think um, makes the relationship between Signature and Sondheim so special, and how... How do you, and you now have worked on, on many of his shows as well, um, I know, and as a choreographer and as a director. So tell me a bit about how you approach Sondheim. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Sondheim to me is the definition of like intelligence, wit, and heart. You know, I think that Sondheim uh, oftentimes gets a bad rap as being cerebral and cold. Mm. And I can't think of... Um, anything less accurate like Mm -hmm. I think when I think of Sondheim I think of him as the most human composer that we've ever had you know his Mm -hmm. his characters are complex his music is complex he is he is writing the human experience in the world of musical theater that um that is illuminating that is profound and and so uh you know as far as um what makes him, uh, what makes his relationship special for Signature? I think mm-hmm. that goes back to the early days of Eric Schaefer and Don Migliaccio saying we're going to do a production of Sweeney Todd, mm. and and that was successful, which led to a successful production of Assassins, which led to and so on and so forth. You know mm-hmm. that there has just been a history of doing his musicals because there's nothing better than his musicals, um, and for a theater that is interested in the advancement of the musical theater art form uh, as well as like uplifting the great musicals that are in the canon right now mm-hmm. uh, why would you focus on anyone other than Stephen Sondheim mm-hmm. um, so uh, I think that is what has made him so important for so long to uh, to signature um, and then what was the second part of your question? No, no, I was you just said, saying, how do you approach his work? You sort of, you sort yeah. of addressed that a bit in the beginning, but if you have more, you can say about when, yeah. you, when you're faced with directing like Sunday in the park with George, which I think you, you did. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't, it, you tell me you want me to direct a, I mean, this isn't happening now. I get to be the one who says we're doing this Stephen Sondheim musical, which is amazing. But mm-hmm. like the, um, the past, for the past 15 years of my life, 
the the gift of being given the chance to direct a Stephen Sondheim musical. There's nothing like it. You know, right before the pandemic, I went to uh, Carnegie Mellon to direct a production of Into the Woods, and it was there was never it wasn't even a I didn't even think about it for a second. It was you're asking me to direct one of his projects. I I feel so uh, rewarded living in the worlds that he creates. Um, I, I can't. I can't think of another composer uh, or writer that I feel as sort of um, profoundly moved and and inspired by as Stephen Sondheim. So well, that's good. Well, obviously your heart is in it, and and it shows in the work. And I yeah. think that you know it's really wonderful that that Signature has this relationship with Sondheim and has had relationships with other composers and and people in the theater as well. I know, but um, Sondheim is really Signature's signature, as as you guys like to say. And I think that's, yeah. that's smart. And in the DC area, it's certainly uh, been really great to watch that develop over time. So um, you know, um, you've just so I, so you've just finished this whole season of online theater, right? And so now we're in this. Um, starting a new season we're in the fall starting a new season of theater and um many theaters are opening tentatively you know they're trying to gauge the scene see what's going on you know asking for vaccination cards right for people to be vaccinated to do their part um and for audiences to be masked while inside um things like that um and exploring outside opportunities when you know the weather allows and and, and we're in the right seasons but what how do you see this season unfolding? Are you going back to a traditional, fully, you know, um, live season? Or do you see a place for online theater to continue in tandem? How, how do you, what's your vision for this particular season coming forward? Coming yeah, forward? I mean, my, my goal at the moment is to get Signature Theater reopened, you know, yeah. and to, sure. we have put forward a season that is meant to be seen uh, in person and live and to be uh, an experience uh, that people won't forget and is meant to be communal and shared. And, and that's what's, you know, why, while the streaming element of this was, was wonderful um, and, and we don't by any stretch of the imagination think that we're just going to sort of turn off the faucet. We have plans in place mm-hmm. that it is going to take some negotiation with the various unions and rights holders yes. to put certain um, pieces uh into the digital world, into the streaming world, mm-hmm. our focus has to go back to uh, in, in-person live performance because that's what we are. We're a theater and we're about col- bringing people together and sharing stories together. And I cannot wait for, you know, our first production, which op- opens November 2nd to um, really bring us back into the world of live performance. And what is the first show that you're opening your season with? Sure. We're, we are beginning with a reimagined production of Jonathan Larson's Rent, Ooh, okay. um, which is, which is interesting because it is a show that we have had the rights to um, for two years now. And it was always supposed to land in this spot. Hmm. Like it was for two years. It was, we, we have the rights to do rent at this time. And two years ago, it was a very different conversation about why to do the story of Rent. It was just sort of like, well, that's a hit musical and we should reimagine it and we're good at reimagining things. And in this moment, it, the, the lens through which I view the show is completely different. And here is this story about the need for community and coming together in the face of something really terrifying and not wanting to hide away and face that fear head on. And again, most importantly, needing each other in this moment. And I think that is a really beautiful story uh, to share coming out of uh, this moment. And as we re, as we um, sort of regather, regroup. So that's great. Yeah. I was wondering, you know, when I saw the, the season announcement, I wondered why, that particular I show, rent. right? Why rent? And now you've just explained, it and it makes total sense. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because there were there were conversations uh, early on um, where I was like, "Well, maybe that's not the right thing. Maybe we should do something else." And just as I sort of like read through the script, it just felt so so of this moment. And mm-hmm. you know, as they say, uh, sometimes it is 
to understand the moment we are currently living in, sometimes it's better to view it through the lens of the past. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know, something about rent in this moment feels incredibly of this moment. And theater is one of those art forms that is, I think, perhaps best to do that kind of thing. That kind of yeah. go back on, you know, into the past and find something that's relevant and that can illuminate something about what's happening right now. That's wonderful. So I'm really excited to see it. And I know people listening will want to buy tickets um, to get to get to see that as well. So you talked a bit about this year and, it you know, it's such a difficult time. And of course, as a leader of, of a major theater in the country, your goal is to get it open and to get it running and to keep it moving and to get, you know, audiences in and feeling comfortable and everyone safe and, 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 and sound. Um, but did you have a vision? I mean, it's a hard time to become a new artistic director of a theater, right? So it's just happened to you. But do you, is there something in your mind that you'd like to achieve if let's say the pandemic um, and let's hope, and say and hope that the pandemic burns out and that we're fine starting in 2022 or something like that. What would be your vision moving forward if, you know, if you, if you were to plot a five-year vision, you know, and everyone always thinks this way and then, you know, best laid plans, you end up doing something else. But, but if you had time to do a vision, what would be your vision for the next five years for Signature Theater? Sure. I mean, it's interesting because it's uh, uh, my, the announcement of me as the artistic director of Signature Theater happened in tandem with the announcement of a season that I did plan, but I planned as uh, a sort of interim, uh, in an interim position. Like as I was planning this season, I didn't know if I was going to get the position of artistic director hmm. at Signature Theater. I didn't know, yeah. you know, I was thinking about what is going to make sense as we reopen our doors. Um, and I will say that I do feel a great sense of pride in this season, in the diversity of this season, mm -hmm. the many voices yeah. uh, that are represented, the um, uh, as well as both sort of the mix of new works and old works. Mm -hmm. I am I, I am committed to carrying forward Signature's mission of advancing the musical theater art form, mm -hmm. and in doing so. Um, advancing the musical theater art form means both celebrating what has come before and looking towards the future. And I think in looking towards the future, there is a great deal of work that we have to do as a theater community to recognize where we have failed in truly representing all the voices in our community and, and lifting up the stories that have been historically underrepresented. So that is going to be a big mission of mine going forward is to create the space for um, those underrepresented voices as we look at our sort of commissioning programs and new work development programs and really investing in, um, investing in that. Um, because to, let's be honest, 90 to 95% of the musicals that are in the musical theater canon have been written by white dudes and they are amazing musicals and we're not going to shy away from them. We're going to continue to look at them and look, look at them through new eyes. Uh, but there's work to do to make sure that, uh, for a company that is interested in the advancement of this form, there is work to do to make sure that we are truly, um, representative of, of the entire community. That's great. And that's such a great vision because what that does is allow for an infinite number of possibilities, right? Because when you open it up like that, you have, you could do a musical about anything by anyone, as long as it's good, um, the subject matter and the person who wrote it can be as diverse as, as you want it to be. And that's, that's wonderful. I'm also really excited by over the years, and I have to say this, and I know that you're partially responsible for this, uh, as well as others, of course, at Signature who work tirelessly. But I have watched over the years how Signature has developed sort of its own style and, and feel, but also has championed new musicals, has championed new works that perhaps nobody else had, had given a shot to, and then to see them grow and, and, and be develop and become really interesting next steps in musical theater. Uh, that I think, I mean, I'm, I'm saying it just because as I'm a fan and I think that's wonderful what you guys have done there. So congratulations to you and everyone at Signature who's worked on those. So, okay, so far we've talked a lot about Signature Theater. We haven't talked that much though about you. So I want to talk a bit about you for those who don't know you or may not know much about your background. How did you get started? Let's let's cast back a little bit. Um, you know, how did you get your start in theater? Was this something you always 
said from as a little boy that you wanted to do? Did you have a mentor? Did you always know you wanted to be a director or did that happen organically? So tell us a bit about your, your, your own development in, you know, in your relationship with theater. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, my first encounter with theater was at the age of like four or five. I saw my cousin, uh, in his high school musical, uh, a production of the Wiz, which was horribly miscast, but it was a production of the Wiz. Right. And I was madly in love with it. And we got like a VHS tape of it. And my brother, uh, for the, those of you listening who don't know, I have a twin brother who is also very much in the theater world. And he and I would just watch on repeat, would watch this, um, this high school production of the Wiz, and then my parents took me to see uh, Stephanie Mills at the Warner Theater in the National Tour of the Wiz when I was maybe six or seven, and nice. changed my life. And you know, I I remember uh, we went. My parents were just wonderful and so supportive, and recognized in my brother and I. My parents are both computer programmers, by the way. Like nothing huh. about they are very much the other side of the brain, but they love theater. Uh, and, but they recognized our love for theater and Mm. took us to New York and, and, uh, you know, really sort of invested in making sure that we got the experiences that we were looking for. Uh, Mm. so that's sort of how it, how it began. I used to say that I wanted, I I never, I I thought I wanted to be a performer. Right. Mm -hmm. And I studied, um, for a, a period of time, a long period of time, I thought I wanted to be a ballet dancer Oh. And studied at Washington Ballet and mm. studied with Dan Farrell and was very serious about that journey for myself. And uh, there was just a moment in high school where I thought this is not, um, I don't feel autonomous enough mm-hmm. in this. I don't feel creative enough. I, I want I want to be the person on the other side of the table. I want to be the choreographer. I want to be the director. Mm-hmm. And that... Um, that, that led to me pursuing choreography, which led to direction. And mm-hmm. on a whim, as I was applying for schools, um, I was applying to the musical theater program at Carnegie Mellon, and they said, it looks like you have some choreography and directing in your, on your resume. Would you, want, would you be interested in our directing program? And so I met with the head of the undergrad directing program, which accepted uh, three to four directors a year and that that's how I ended up going into directing. Wow. So from an interest in performing in the whiz and then ballet and then so yeah. you, you went through the world of musical theater through the world of real, you know, strict kind of technique dance, then back into sort of directing. That's really fascinating. Um I I see a lot of that in in your work. I've seen a lot of your shows at this point. Uh, Matthew. And um, I always see an attention to detail, an attention to movement on stage that a lot of directors, perhaps some that don't have a background in movement, don't put into it because it's just not in their repertoire. But I see that you really put a a real, you know, detailed eye on every movement that's happening on stage. I am very much... uh, I want to... In another world, I would have had the talents to be a painter, but I am very much interested in, or a photographer, mm. uh, and I don't have the talents, but I, I feel like I am very interested in the, interested in the pictures mm. that are being created on stage, and that if somebody uh, uh, couldn't hear what was happening, that they would still be able to understand the story by looking at the visual storytelling. Yes. Um, and it has been the challenge for me over the years, and I think I have gradually gotten better at it, is to be as articulate as I uh, desire to be, so that the conversation is not purely about, you know, where you're standing or what this looks like, but rather sort of the emotional state of the story and the themes and the characters. And, and so that has, uh, I definitely began my career from a place of what does this what does this look like? What is the aesthetic? And, and I, I hope as a director, I have grown from there. Yeah, and it's a wonderful and it gives you a lot of opportunity to keep, keep growing and move forward in that. And I think, you know, I think a lot of people understand the training that it takes to become a dancer, a singer, an actor, performer. But when it comes to director, a lot of people don't really know, 
you know, what does it take to learn to be a director? Now, you went to school for that, so you got all of the technique and the training to be a director, you know, the book training, one would think, and also, I'm sure, hands-on training. But what do you think is the best way to learn to be a director? You've already talked about how you feel like you've developed over the years, you know, obviously, the more opportunity. But what do you think has been the best for you, the best way to learn? How are you learning and, and growing every time? What do you think you tune yeah, into? I mean, to me, it's being being in the room and surrounding yourself with people that you admire and respect as storytellers. I mean, I, it's interesting. Yeah. I have an undergrad degree in directing. Mm -hmm. And even then I had five professors who all thought directing was completely different thing. Mm -hmm. And I admire them completely. And what was so wonderful about my education was it, it allowed me uh, to glean from various people what would work for myself and my voice as an artist and a director. Um, and then, you know, I have been in rooms with incredible people, with uh, Frank Galati, Ann Rankin, Cheetah Rivera, um, J John Kander. Like, these, these rooms, you learn from all these various people about the art of storytelling, and you try as much as possible to... to um, gather from them how to be the artist that you desire to be. So, I mean, that's what I would say. It's about, it's about surrounding yourself with the people that you admire. Right. And then you, you can learn from them and exchange ideas and, and yeah. grow from there. That's wonderful. So I was about to ask you, so you, this leads me to my next question, which is how do you like to collaborate with the other creatives on a team. So let's say you're working on a show, let's say, are, are, are you directing the production of Rent that's opening? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So let's say, let's just use Rent as an example. It's coming up, Rent, you've got a designers, you know, you've got designers, you've got um, a cast in place, you've got music director, uh, choreographer. Or if choreographer yeah. yeah. So how do you get work with your other uh, creators to collaborate, create the show? What means good collaboration for you? And what do you sure. need and want from them? all the time particularly young directors if you if you don't like collaboration then you should not be a director <laughs> and if you are if you and if you don't like collaboration you definitely should not be a musical theater director right. like musical theater is about the art of collaboration and it takes a director who understands and uh builds up the uh talents of others um to be successful you know, as a musical theater director, I, I feel as, as a director of musicals, more often than not, I am the captain of uh, a ship, you know, that I'm guiding to its destination. And there are many people on that ship that without them, um, the ship would sink, right? And it, and it takes all those people to keep the ship running and get it to its destination. And it's on me to make sure that everybody is communicating and that we're all on the same page. And so for me, it's about sort of those early conversations in a process where we are the first meetings with a design team are not about uh, what's this going to look like. The first teams meetings with a design team are um, what is this play about? Like, what are we talking about? Why are we telling this story? What thematically makes this, story worth telling and uh even for me in the rehearsal in the earliest moments in the rehearsal room it's again not about what are you doing as a character in this story it's about what are we all doing in this room together and um i like to surround myself with uh dramaturgs i like mm -hmm. people that are intellectually interested in the larger picture i i am not interested in people that are pawns or, or think of themselves as sort of pawns that can be moved by uh, me in a sort of godlike position. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in people that have opinions uh, and share those opinions within reason, right? And, and sure. um, uh, you know, taking the best ideas from everybody and the best ideas win. Yeah, absolutely. And I was about to ask you how, what kind of actor really 
um, moves you uh, when you're sitting when you're sitting behind the 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 you know the desk and you're you're you've, you're sitting there at a really long audition, and someone comes in and does their sixteen or thirty two bars and their monologue or however it is you're auditioning them for your sh- next show. What sparks something for you? What is it that you're looking for um, in their eyes or in their whatever they're doing? Uh, I don't. <laughs> this this gets me in trouble saying this sometimes. I don't want to see a performance. Like, I don't want to see an actor. I want to see the truth of what this means to you, right? And we will get, I particularly mean this in the audition room, like, we will get to the nuts and bolts of, like, the intention of this moment or how this character moves differently than you. Or in the audition room, I want to know that you feel a deep connection to the character and that there is honesty and uh, a, a, a closeness to the experience for you mm. of this character. So that's what's sort of important to me. Well, that's great advice. And, you know, I teach at, at the music theater program at, at um, George Mason, as you know, along uh-huh. with, with um, Aaron. And, um, and it's always uh, interesting to me to see the students don't sometimes get that. And that's one of the most important things to get. You know, you have to be yourself. You have to be human. You have to bring your, your humanity and your unique qualities because no one else is you, right? But it's funny. Well, it's so often, yeah. so often we talk about like, what is, and thank God we have stopped having these conversations <laughs> about what is your type? Right. Where do you fit? What is the box you fit in? Oh, and right. it's bullshit. Like, yeah. who are you? Right. Who are you and what do you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you can't be many other things. Like, we are sure. a wealth of, of dark and light and, and different variations and shadows. And, like, we are complicated, interesting people. Mm-hmm. So to, to, to limit it to what, am I, what is my type? or what box do I fit in is, is so limiting. And, uh, anyways, those are the things that set me, set me off and make me, uh, crazy when we start to talk about like the business of acting. Right. And casting. Um, yeah. Casting and, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. And it's great. And I think that, um, actors who will all go and audition at Signature will, will, you know, hopefully hear your words and, and, and do their best to be just who they are and let the nerves <laughs> be put aside. It's hard to do, but they try. So um, yeah. let's talk a bit about um, you in terms of, you know, and I want people listening in that may not know, you know, it's not like you've only worked at Signature your whole life. I mean, you, I saw you purposely seek out and be also given opportunities to work at various theaters around the country and, and you know, as well as not just in the D.C. area, but elsewhere. And I see that you've rounded your resume with a lot of different um, experiences in theater. So you're not, you're not just a Signature uh, acolyte, but, you know, you're also working in all these other areas and, and, and working in, in other theaters as well. So you've, I'm sure, learned something from each of those experiences. Experiences, whether it was director or choreographer, talk a bit. Talk a bit about because because of what I do, I'm really interested in this. Um, so a lot of times, choreographers over time develop into directors, especially in, in musical theater, because you know a lot of times, depending on the show you're doing, like West Side Story or a chorus line, it's kind of hard to see how they're different. Um, yeah. So. How do you manage that relationship now that, you know, you may be in a situation where you're a director and you bringing in a choreographer to work on a piece so that you can focus on the directing? How does that work? How do you find yourself when you gra- do you feel of it as like a graduating or do you go back and forth? How would what would you see yourself so, doing? Yeah, I mean, I to be honest with you, it has taken me many years to recognize the value in other voices in a room with you like I think there were years there where I thought like no I have to be the director crack for I have to be the Bob Foxy or the Jerome Robbins or the I have to be sort of the not that I ever view myself as a tyrant but like I have to be in complete control of the vision right. and it, I don't feel that way anymore mm. and that was the recipe to burnout right. that sort of like we I mean the challenge in, in sort of especially in the regional theater world mm. is you're not given the time to be that, right. you know, here, here are three, four, five weeks of rehearsal. If you're lucky yeah. to do all of that. I mean, that's I, the last one I did 
where I was the director choreographer was Billy Elliot. And it was the last time where I felt like I need to prove to myself that I can do all this. Mm. And I'm not sure that I ever need to prove that to myself. I was going to say, it's a good exercise, right? And it's good for you to do. I I think it's good that you did it. But having never done it, I think, would have been not great. So it's good that you did it and threw yourself in there. But then after you've done it many times, it's time to to let it go. I agree. Yeah, that's a wonderful... And there are... and, And... I have worked with so many brilliant choreographers at this point where I'm just like, and I think I know enough about, I mean, I, I do because mm-hmm. I, I began choreographer, right. like understand the pro, like and value the process of a choreographer mm-hmm. um, that I think I am. <laughs> I, I don't think all directors value the no. job of a choreographer in the same way that I do. Yeah. And henceforth, I I do think I am a very good collaborator in the room with them and in, in um, helping them uh, helping sort of like marry our two visions. Um, it's hard to like speak to specifically how that works, but it's, sure. uh, I, I, I guess I just feel that it's, I have the vocabulary and it, and it makes the process uh, a very um, rewarding one. Well, what's wonderful for the audience is when we can't tell when one person stopped and the other started. That's what's always fun. It just feels of one piece, right? It feels like a group of people worked on this big thing and and it's there it is and you can't really see the seams. And I think that's really a good testament of, 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 of excellent collaboration. So that's great. So believe it or not, we're, we're almost out of time. This went so fast, but if you could pick, I wanted to ask you this and then I wanted to give you an opportunity at the end to talk a bit about, um, signature theater and, and how people can subscribe and where they should go to, to get tickets and do all that for the upcoming season. But if you could pick a show or shows that best exemplifies what you think you do best as a director in the last couple of years that you've done, which show would that be and why? What did you think made you feel that this was something that you felt proud of? Yeah. Um, oh, wow. It's hard to pick one. I mean, yeah, no, I'm proud of so many things. I, yeah. I think the, the piece that I am most proud of and most humbled by is probably um, Jelly's Last Jam, which we did several years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because there are, because it is a piece that is so frequently, it's rarely done. And it is, um, I think one of the great pieces of musical theater. And it was such a beautiful marriage of, um, the design team and myself and Jared Grimes and Darius Smith. And it, it was, it's a piece that I look back on very fondly as to how important it was to me to sort of share bring that story to our stage. Um, hmm. yeah, that's what I would say. That West, I mean, West Side Story <laughs> was amazing. Yes, that one's a tough one. Lacage, I hated until it was open and then loved it. Like, it was one of those things where Lacage, the entire time I sat there thinking, this is like buffoonery. And then it was in front of an audience and I was like, oh, no, now I see it. And in those like last previews was able to sort of like adjust it. I don't know. There's so many, there were so many pieces that, that are so important to sort of my journey as an artist. Yeah. And I know it's hard and I don't really usually like to ask people specific things like that because then it's hard to pick. It's like picking one of your babies that you've worked, you know, yeah. you, you love them all in different ways. But uh, it's funny that you mentioned Jelly's Last Gem because I remember seeing that and walking out and I was with, you know, my, my colleague that I go to see all the shows with my friend, and um, she turned to me and looked at me and I looked at her and I said, that's like one of the best things I've ever seen. It was so unique. It was one of the things that I hadn't, it was so unique to anything I had seen prior in, at Signature. And that's what I think I liked about it in that it was just something totally different um, and yeah. beautifully executed. And talk about collaborating. You brought in uh, a choreographer uh, yeah. to work with you on that one that really you know lit up the, the room as well and, and worked so integrally with you and it was great so wonderful thanks for ans- answering that and I know there'll be many more as we move into this new season you're going to have more challenges and more new wonderful uh, shows to work on uh, every time so that'll be great for you and for us to, to get to be in the audience and, and watch it so talking about getting to be in the audience and, and wanting to see these if people want to keep updated on what Signature's doing 
um, I know what you're doing. Uh, and if people want to find out more about subscribing or buying in tickets to an individual show, what should they do? Where should they go? What should they follow on social media? Do you have sort of the rundown yeah. of what, and what are some of the shows coming up in the new season? Can you preview just a sure. So, uh, if you want to find out what is coming up at signature theater, go to sig theater with an re dot org. Um, and, uh, you know, our, our Instagram is at SIG Theater. Uh, our Twitter is at SIG Theater. So, like, certainly follows us on all those social media pages. Um, you know, we are planning to reopen. We are not planning. We are reopening on November 2nd with our reimagined production of Rent, uh, which uh, after that we will uh, have a six-show season, which includes... Uh, Kiara Alegria Hudi's play um, Daphne's Dive and mm. She Loved Me, the great classic American musical because I feel like we need a little romance right now in our lives. We have a world premiere musical by Ari Afsar and Lauren Gunderson, who is the most produced playwright in the country. They have a musical about Jeanette Rankin, who was the first congresswoman ever uh, uh, called We Won't Sleep. And then we have The Upstairs Department, which is a new play by uh, Chelsea Markintel, directed by Holly Twyford. And then we're closing out the season with Color Purple. So it's, you know, there's a lot that is happening. It is uh, exciting. And I, I just can't wait to be back in our space in front of a live audience. This last year was thrilling putting theater on film, but you know, it has always felt like we're missing one piece of the very, very important piece of the puzzle, and that is the audience. Great. So if people want to find out more, basically SIG Theater with RE.org and also on Instagram at SIG Theater. I'm just saying it again for those listening in at SIG Theater on all the social, the social media platforms to find out. And I know you guys are always pushing out previews and content and you guys just you and with James at the helm of the creative content, you guys are pushing out stuff all the time. Uh, so people really won't miss anything. Uh, if they follow and, and stay in touch. Uh, that's fantastic. Matthews, thank you so much for speaking with, with us here at American Theater Artists Online. It's so great uh, that you shared um, your experiences. And we really are in the D.C. theater community, and I think countrywide, evidenced by the Tony Award that you guys won several years ago, um, uh, very thankful to Signature Theater. Very thankful that theaters like Signature exist in our country to be able to promote, foster, um, you know, and love theater with all of us and help us all love it together and, and have it out there and produce um, these works. You know, uh, people forget theaters are really uh, labor intensive. Um, you know, there's a lot of work put into each of these productions. They're unique. You won't see them again. You've got to come see them live. So um, will people be able to find out more about guidelines and COVID and all that stuff as, the, as we head into the, the fall and the winter? I assume some of that's going to be on the, the, yeah. the signature website to know if they have to bring their vaccination card or sign yes. up or all those things. Great. Wonderful. So people will do that. Thank you so much, Matthew. Really appreciate your being on our podcast. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the American Theatre Artists Online podcast. This episode was edited by Zach Walsh. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider donating to the Actors Fund today. Just go to actorsfund.org and press donate. If you'd like to share your feedback or send us comments, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at American Theatre Artists Online.